Hi everyone, I'm Crystal Powell. And I am Nikki Lowe. And this is the Magic Mike Podcast. Hi Nikki. Hi Crystal. How are you today? I'm good today. We are in Vegas. It's my very first time in Vegas. I almost feel like a little like kid in a candy shop, just like wandering around looking at all the pretty lights. I wish that this would have been my first time coming to Vegas because my first memories were nothing like this, the laid out treatment that we've been getting since we've been here. So we're kind of like superstars. So I was saying that earlier today um, that my word for today was just gratitude. And I don't think that I will ever be the cool like cool celeb, like, you know how like people just have the swag (laughs) of you just, you know, and like, I've been here, I belong here, I am here. I'm forever going to be that person. Look at this. I like this. Now this is good. This is fancy. I like this. I belong here. (laughs) We belong here. We promise. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out to Sahara because, uh, Y'all's security is intense. Like, yeah, it was it was a little the amount of times you had to be like, no, no, we're with we're with them. Yeah, but that that goes to show about things on our own personal things that we got to unlock ourselves is like, you know, and I struggle with that. I I never want to be that person that's like, bitch, if you don't get your hand off my shoulder, (laughs) do you know who I am? Versus it feels like the nicer I am the more people try and walk over me. And then I receive, receive, receive until I'm done. And my therapist says that's just as toxic as someone that when they get hurt or get upset, they scream, they holler, they fuss, they do Mm -hmm. those things. I'm completely opposite. I shut down, I get quiet, and then I take as much as my little cup can take. And then I don't want anymore. I'm working on that. I go through a lot of times, like walking around Vegas with like a wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, like, and do I belong here? But that's good. You do belong here, but be be bushy-tailed and wide-eyed. I know, but people pick up on that energy. Like, do you belong here? I don't know. I, I don't look like I belong places sometimes. There are people always like, young woman, are you lost? I rebuke that. Because what does it look like to belong someplace? And I feel like living in Los Angeles and from us coming from um, Miami with the Magic Mike Live Tour, I feel like a lot of people want to look like they belong when really when you start taking those layers off, you'll realize Ooh. very quickly they don't belong, especially in L.A. Because I know someone right now that drives a $200,000 car and he has six of them that live in in a place. So when yeah. you see him pull up to valet at, at Mastro, he belongs. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, this. Oh, he is doing it. What projects is he working on? How to live with six brothers. So that's the perception. And unfortunately, I feel like social media has made that. Mm -hmm. But what we don't remember this, no one's putting their pink slip up on on Instagram. Nobody's putting their real weight, the scale (laughs) on Instagram. Nobody's, I'm not going to take my weave out on Instagram. You know, so I'm saying like, so I want people to understand that everyone is putting their best foot forward. You do belong. And I feel like the look of belonging is it doesn't look like anything. Right. It feels like something. (laughs) If that were the case, everyone would look the same. Right. How did you enjoy the show? What were your thoughts on the show last night? Magic Mike Live. I I loved the show. I loved watching it, especially after having been away from it for so long. Yeah. Because it's I've missed it. Even though I know the show, I was the biggest cheerleaders for those guys. It'll never get old. Amanda, if you guys are listening, I know that you are. Um, thank you so much. And I do understand now why you watch 
almost a hundred times because you can't. And if I had the money to, I can see why. Because oh, I yeah, can this see would it. be my my go to yeah self date night for sure. Absolutely, get you a bottle of wine. This is a girls' night or a single gal night. Right. Big shout out to Magic Mike Live here in Vegas because yes. these guys are are doing amazing, and I'm excited to get to know them. Like so, the listeners and the fans will will be getting to know them a little more in depth together for the first time. So I'm excited about that. And I'm upset, Vegas. Vegas? That is chilly. Oh, yeah. It's really rude of you with your weather. Mama we- hands need to be warm for her to win on that dice table. It's true. It's true. <laughs> well, we want to give you your proper introduction to the listeners and the fans out there at the, with the Magic Mike podcast. This is Ryan Pierce, one of the original cast members of Magic Mike Live. And he is in the golden era of his career with Magic Mike Live because he just retired Welcome to the Magic Mike Podcast. So happy to have you here. How do you feel? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I I feel great. It's a new, it's like an interesting new chapter. The show's been such a big part of my life for the past six years. Got to experience Magic Mike in such a like great way and and leave it at a time that, you know, it was such a such great like I don't know how I'll top those years of my life. Well, take us back to the beginning of that journey and how that started with you. Yeah, I, I haven't told this story in forever. I, <laughs> I was dancing in LA, had like a, you know, a bill-paying job as well. I worked in the coffee industry for a while, and I was kind of scaling in the coffee industry. And then one day they just laid everybody off. Not no exaggeration. The next day was the Magic Mike audition. Ah. <gasps> Really? And I was like, well, I guess I got time to go to that audition tomorrow. And <laughs> I wish it was as simple as I booked it and started working. But the the process of getting the show in a place where we can start rehearsals and stuff took like, I think a year and a half. What? Before, like I was on hold. Yeah, I was on hold for Magic Mike for about a year and a half until the show, until we started rehearsals. So you book the job and and you know you have the job, but we all know until you start working that job, it doesn't exist. Right. And right. so that meant that you went a year and a half with your nerves just kind of being on edge because were you yeah. thinking? I mean, like the nerves go up and down because at some points you're like, you know what, this isn't even going to happen. Right. You know, and, and Allison actually, Allison and I, kind of over that process became really close friends. And, you know, so I would always get updates from her of like, no, like it, I promise it's happening. I'm like, all right. So I did like, I don't know if you guys have seen the puppy video that was the original announcement of the show, a video with me, Channing, Luke, Chan announcing the show and we all were holding little puppies. Oh, there were multiple puppies. Yeah. I love that them holding the dogs. It's like, Babes and bitches. <laughs> yeah. So you did see it. No, I just could visualize it when Babes he had his hand bitches. up there. That's when it started being like, oh, wow, like things are happening, you know? And then we did an uh, announcement in New York with Channing, and then we did Ellen. And What's your dance background? or And did you know what you were getting into? Yeah, I was dancing. I was in L.A. I was auditioning and working in L.A. as, you know, doing hip-hop and some breaking and stuff like that. And then at the audition, they asked if anyone could play instruments. And I don't think they had anything in mind. At this point, they're conceptualizing, you know, they know they want music. They don't know what that even looks like yet. And at the audition, they're like, we have to hear you play drums. I'm like, I cannot just bring drums to your guys' <laughs> to your audition. Brought my bongos. But it, was, <laughs> but it was at center staging. And 
they have an entire warehouse full of drums that I didn't know. Nice. About. So, yeah. So they were like, yeah, pick out. It was meant. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. 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 And then I played drums for Chan with Allison on my lap. And Under that the- pressure? Yeah. If you can pull that off, this guy needs to be. Okay. Your farewell <laughs> should have been even grander now hearing that story. Yes. Talk about pressure, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was in the. I was in the first audition. I was in like 2015. Speaking to your cast members and and watching the show, now I can understand how you guys have that title of the original OGs of Magic Mike Live because you guys started at a time from the very scratch where you didn't even know which way you were going. You just knew you Man. were going forward. When I tell you the, the, the <laughs> shit that was in the show at the beginning when we were doing previews, there was like, eight minute ninja number where we're like everybody was kung fu fighting i guess it didn't land the way we thought it would but like just all the stuff that like yeah we we really were all part of of the conceptual phase of that of you know watching chan and allison and build a number and tear it out and build a number and tear it out and which has been a ongoing process which has evolved into what the show is today would you say that you guys' rehearsal process was a lot more intense versus comparing it to now we can come in, you know, in two weeks before you start up? We were doing preview shows and having like eight-hour rehearsal days wow. throughout the whole preview process. And then we would have like, you know, whatever photo shoots for the announcements. And looking back at it, I'm like, there's no way I would have chopped my head off at some point. There's no way I'd do that today, you know? But doesn't that give you a sense of like, I can only imagine the sense of pride that you feel in that. Like you've, you've really originated slash helped create like this thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a pretty cool thing to see like, you know, the drummer come out of the sky on the tour or Australia or something and be like, that was this guy. Yeah. The drums coming out of the ceiling, they were like, Ryan needs to come out of the ceiling on drums. I was, that was my original part. Looking like an angel. Let him drop from the sky, y'all. Look at it. Look at it. (laughs) But this one part of the show that was made for you will continue to go on. It's like, we'll never not have a piece of Ryan. Yeah, your heart does go on. Yeah, I don't, I have no clue what to compare it to. You know, it's like maybe building a company and selling it and, you know, Mm. sitting back. Does it feed your confidence? Because that's what Crystal and I were were talking, we're gabbing on about a little mm-hmm. bit before is the feeling of like being really confident and really feeling like belonging and like feeling like one of those cool like celebrities who is always like no problem. Everything's great. But like, does that, do you let that hit you? Like, does that actually help feed your soul in that way? More than that, I think the the larger effect that parallels that you know the world that i've been exposed to with the show and with what we've done and and the level of people it puts you around and that's really changed for me is like a larger world of like what is possible out there and what you can do and what i'm what i'm capable of so i think that i think you could call that confidence absolutely it's it's a really difficult thing to do to be in this show to be in a show like this and not take that on as as part of your identity. How are you going to make that continue to help you moving forward with the goals that you have for the future? I'm, I think I've hit all the steps I need to step as a career. So you're hanging up your dance shoes? Yeah, I think I hung my, my dancing jersey up for now. 
I'm on I'm on a whole different venture, but it's in the mental health world. That's good because, Lord, we need that. And I know that you're saying like, although I feel like you've hung up your dance shoes and your dance jersey, maybe just for now, the things that I'm learning from the community and the love from each other, you might not be using some of your dance moves to help further you with your goals and what you're doing even right now. But the Magic Mike family, the Magic Mike Everything that up under the Magic Mike umbrella from the podcast to Berlin to the live deal, you might not be using those dance moves, but I'm pretty sure that along the way you've learned so much that's going to help you with whatever it is that you choose to do, you know, in mm-hmm. the future. A million percent. Yeah. The brotherhood alone with your fellow dancers, how to treat women. You might get, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. You might have a, a female boss coming up next and, you know, you're like, you know what? I know how to treat a woman. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this. You yeah. know what I mean? I can read the room yeah. here. Yeah. And I don't think that that's such a huge like jump from like having gone through the the experience that you've had and originating this and birthing this role in this beautiful part of the show and then doing that for six years and that jump into mental health because it can be hard as performers, you know? I've watched it do a lot of damage. Maybe damage isn't the right word, but I've seen it really affect Mm -hmm. people. I've seen it really affect people's relationships, marriages. Mm. Not many men will get that type of attention in their life. It's a very, very, very select group that that kind of attention will be thrown at you. And if you don't, prepare yourself for that and and like understand the reality of it and what's going on, you know, then you better get in some therapy. I mean, you should get in therapy anyway, honestly. <laughs> Even if you think you've prepared yourself for it, you should be talking to someone. And say, Ryan, that's so interesting because it's the total opposite. Women that come to the show, to hear you say that, you're saying that men Though most guys will not receive the amount of t- attention that they're receiving in the show to whereas the women are looking at it like, man, I don't receive this type of attention in my <laughs> life. You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. women would be so shocked to hear that you guys have to mentally prepare to be looked at and wanted and desired like that all day and then maybe go home and be like, oh. Well, what does this really mean? What is, how does this, is (laughs) that me or is that the me on stage? Yeah. And how far to know just because she's looking at me and wanting me and desiring me means that she wants all of me. And that means, okay. And I have done the show and, and been in a relationship and it's like, you know, you have to look at that objectively and say like, you know, there'll always be a part of it that sounds like a cool idea and you have to be able to play the tape through and look at it objectively and say like, well, is this real? Because I have something real, you know, Mm. I have something very real at home and Mm -hmm. the odds of this being real are are pretty slim. That's such a good point. Like how hard was it? Cause I know Crystal and I (laughs) both struggle or Mm -hmm. at least are still learning how to you know, manifest relationships within like being on tour and with Mm. like being a performer and like this being our job. Like how was that experience for you? Like, how do you do it? Please help us. Well, I spent really the first like half of the show single specifically so that I wouldn't have to (laughs) deal with these issues. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Which like, which I think like if you start the show like and don't experience that, like, it will be difficult. You know, I, there's, there's guys that have done it and have done it and that have done it well, but like, 
I ain't built for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's, I, it's mentally I, too tough. Yeah. That face said, y'all are on your own. Like, <laughs> good luck are. to you. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> I so rarely have any concrete advice for anyone as far mm-hmm. as relationships goes because like I have no say you know everyone's journey for that is just so different I met my girlfriend she was my drum girl and like <laughs> oh my god and it just good luck ladies there's hope spoke, out there <laughs> yeah, yeah and we had we had spoke like so briefly at one point before we are in a similar somewhat similar circle of people we're both sober then one night I I didn't recognize her or anything, but I picked her for my drum girl. Nice. Wow. It was meant to be. We went to coffee in, for a first date, and I think we got home at like 11 o'clock at night that night. Um, oh, my God. I love that. I guess if I had any advice, it's it has nothing to do with the show. It has nothing to do with what your job is. It's like I, w- I wasn't able to find the right person for me until I really sat down and made an actual ideals list mm-hmm. of like, what are, you know, even if it's going to be such a far-fetched imaginary fucking thing, mm-hmm. I have to sit down and make a list. And I sat down and made a list and was like, this, this girl doesn't exist, you yeah. know? So good luck to me, but, And then you know. poof, there she is. Yeah. And then, and then poof. And then the magic microphone made yeah. her appear. <laughs> you manifested yeah. this. Yeah. You spoke to the unicorn what you wanted and you got yeah. it. <laughs> and I think that's kind of been like a little story of your life like I always say you know because when we receive a no we always feel like no but I always feel like you know the world's no that means when one door closes the next one is opening so you got laid off then the next day you got your magic mic then you're you wrote down the list of the girl that you wanted and then she appeared on the drum set and there you are and I think the most important thing that you speak about like you said it has nothing to do with dance just making sure that you're mentally prepared for what's to come with everything that has to do with the Magic Mike family. We have to make sure our own house is in order before anything else is going to happen. That's so true. And and that speaks to like the inner work that you've done, like along this journey with mental health and with like keeping that peace for yourself that you were able to manifest this and that people don't get to see a lot of those like hard work, those like hard steps along the way. Yeah. Life is just tough. Humans need other people. And, you know, I have a really close knit group of friends that I run stuff by and that run stuff by me. And, you know, I have counsel for my life. I don't, I can't, I can't just freestyle it because I blow (laughs) shit. I have to take inventory of what I got going on and finding those people that will say like, you know, that are just going to say like, yeah, man, she she is being a bitch, you know, or, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. I need, I need people that are like, dude, you're, you're being selfish. You're wrong. Or, yeah. Like you need to, you can't, you can't do that. You need to, you owe her this. I love it. That makes you just that much more attractive and, and golden and beautiful. And I'm so happy for you. I'm happy for this next chapter in your life. I'm excited to hear later down the line what you're working on, especially mental health, because it's always been such a hush, hush thing to talk about mm. and that people, you know, brushed it under the rug. Or if you needed therapy, it was something wrong with you. If right. you're not going to therapy, it's something wrong with you. So That's I'm true. excited and I'm happy that you're willing to share that and be vulnerable with everyone to let people know that we do need each other. We need love. We need people. And we went through a lot. So yeah. life is hard enough. So we got to get out there and have a good community. Be okay with saying, I'm not okay. 
And I need to talk about it and figure out why I'm not okay so I can start living better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and share that my story with other people so they can see, man, I I can dance my ass off, but I too have issues that I need to speak to people about. It's true. And a lot of it is stuff that we don't even know. I've grown up with my own iOS, you know, and it's, and I've been working on my iOS my whole life. Yeah. System error means system upgrade. (laughs) And can you tell us, because we've heard about like your dog. Does your dog help with your mental health? Yeah. Boomer is, (laughs) he has, he has cast credentials. He is. I love it. I got him cleared by my therapist to come to work and he is, was everyone's therapy dog at work. He would hang out during shows in the dressing room and people are free to go get some love. And and yeah, he's the sweetest golden retriever, sweet boy ever. So it's it's just so obvious that you've been, you know, doing the work or whatever. But it, it really is because like some guys have a hard time Admitting it takes a big guy, a big, like big hearted guy to admit (laughs) that you need the community, you know, to admit that you need something outside of yourself. And I think that that's something so beautiful for women to see in a strong guy. And we're just so grateful to be a part of that community with you. Yeah. And we're grateful that you had time to while you're in retirement, you had time to deal with us working folks to steal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't feel like work because as oh, they I'm, say. Oh, oh, I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's working. He's working over there serving well, golden retriever energy. Yeah. <laughs> Our producers wanted us to tell you that. So I love that. We're doing a separate episode with Boomer later. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time out to talk with us today. Thank you, ladies, like so I said, much. we're excited to see what your next projects, your next chapter of your life. And we're so thankful and grateful for your part in, you know, the history of Magic Mike Live. It was a pleasure to be on. Yeah. Aww. Sending you love, light, and great energy for the rest of your days. Same. <laughs> Same. Same. You guys as well. Wish you all the luck in the world. Some beautiful, gorgeous, handsome man is gonna come walking into that show one day and be like. I can't. We should have started out with this. I'm, we'll see you again because getting into relationships, I received that. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. We're going to have to stop for two seconds. Ryan just said there's going to be a nice, big, tall 6'2 to 6'4 man that comes in here to do this podcast and he is going to want to wipe, not wipe, just whisk me off of my feet. I'm manifesting. So I'm sorry. It's going to have to just be give me a minute because Ryan said it and I receive it. But I'm going to have a man to walk in here and is going to see me and want to marry me and want to travel with me and want to come to my Magic Mike shows and won't have a problem with it and won't be jealous. And we're going to live happily ever after and go out on a date with Boomer and his girlfriend and Ryan. <laughs> Amen. There we go. Amen. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for listening to the Magic Mike podcast. Please subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and share. Tune in.